0: You know, really, this Haggadah cast should be the very last one before Pesach, because this one deals with the very end of the Seder. But I'm worried that I might not get round to giving this one, and it's so important, so, so important, because I just want to set the scene a little bit. You know, you've been through the Seder, it's maschil b'gnus, it starts with the negative, it ends with the positive. So as you're going up, you go up, 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 up in holiness, in understanding, in depth, and it's amazing, and you drink another cup of wine, and you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it, and suddenly, right at the end, after you've sung hallel, which is like culmination, you think, you think it's the culmination, and suddenly... Who knows one? We know what one is one is one. And then everybody gets the masks out and is is uh trying to do all the right animal noises and you do it quickly enough that et etc etc. And and you think what this is like kind of descended into Aesop's fables? What's going on here? It's clear. It is as clear as day, even though it's the middle of the night or beyond. It's clear that. This has got to be so much deeper. This is the climax of the seder. This is the pinnacle. It's not just oh, I've drunk four cups of wine, which is as we've discussed before, is something which has got to be intoxicating. No, 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 no. This is this is the pinnacle. This is the this is the 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 big deal. So I'm going to deal with one of the things and literally probably only begin to scratch the surface of how deep chagodya is and realize that. Wow, <laughs> there's something something really big going on over here. For a start, and you should know, I used to, I, I buy a Haggadah every year. This has been a bit more challenging, I have to say. Um, and one of the things I did for probably 10, 15 years is check to see if there was anything new that I hadn't heard of about Khad Gajon, and all those other things. And perhaps another time we'll deal with Echodmiodea, but I want to talk about Khad One of the ideas that uh, that is um, brought before I move to the deepest of the deep is the idea that if you look at it from one point of view, it looks as though we have a problem. Because you've got this poor little kid goat, the poor little thing, the poor defenseless kid, is attacked and eaten by the cat. Along comes the good dog, and the good dog comes and... Punishes that cat quite right because the cat has been very naughty, and then along comes a bad stick to hit the dog. That makes the fire very good for burning the stick, and the water, therefore, must be bad for putting out the fire, which makes the ox good for drinking up the water. That makes the shoichet, ah, the human being is bad but I'm afraid it's bad news because it gets worse. That makes the Malachamovis, the angel of death, good. And um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I don't really want to finish a sentence. But you kind of get the gist. Hmm. Unless, of course, we're looking at it from the wrong way around. If Hashem is right, which, of course, he is, that means the Malachim the angel of death, is wrong. The Shaykhit is right. The soyro, the ox, is wrong, etc, etc, all the way down to the dog perhaps being wrong about the cat. Because the cat was just acting according to its nature, even though the poor kid goat was just that, a poor kid goat. So what's going on? As they say, the dog was pretending to be self-righteous. But the cat was acting in its nature. And you know what? So was the dog. And nobody asked the dog to mix in. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, are we acting with the right frame of mind? Are we doing it for the right reasons? When we tell somebody off of something, are we doing it because it's the right thing or because we're being a bit self-righteous? I'm not judging, but it's just a question. And now we move to the Vilna Gone the Vilna gone, and just, again, a smattering of ideas of what he says. If you think it's just this, this uh, cute fairy story, think again. Two kid goats, so it's one kid goat, one kid goat, that means two kid goats. Well, I've heard that before. Ah, yes. Wasn't that the amount that Yaakov brought to Yitzhok when he gave him a brokho? Now, Yitzhok did not eat that much shawarma. It's clear that there's something else going on. There are two kid goats, because there's a Korban Pesach and a Korban Chagigo. There are two kid goats that are brought on Yom Kippur. Or not, so say kid goats, two goats that are brought on Yom Kippur. One's La Hashem, one's La Azazel. They look identical, but sometimes you have to examine internally and you realise that, mm, that perhaps not everything is as it seems. And this goes on and on. Aha, now things are getting very deep. And again, as I said, I'm only scratching the surface because I want to keep this to uh, um, uh, a, a minimum, but Zil Zilgamora, the rest you should go and and uh, and examine. So right, so you've got the kid goat. The kid goat gets eaten by the cat. The cat, who is uh, this jealous thing by nature, we know that the kid goat whose whose coat was dipped into kid goat's blood. Ah, it was Yosef. Yosef. Aha. And what happened? The brothers were jealous of Yosef, um, the heir to the birthright, which, of course, Yaakov got out of Esau, and there was a jealousy there as well, and things replaying in a particular way. Hmm, that's interesting. And suddenly you realise that goes a bit deeper. The Vilna points out that the word Gedi actually is numerically equivalent to 17, it's not an accident Yosef was 17 when he was sold by his brothers because of this act of jealousy, obviously, obviously, we cannot judge the brothers on a basic level. But on their level, that is what was going on over here. So you've got just the beginnings of this. And then you have this dog who comes along and bites the cat and the dangerous, dangerous, mad dog. The Vilna points out that the only, the only deity that was left standing after all the other idols were smashed down or melted at Makkas was Baal Tsefoyn. was the thing that led the Egyptians into thinking, maybe, maybe the Jews aren't as all-powerful as you might think. And the Kelev Ra, the dog, which of course, no other dog, wetted its tongue against the Jewish people and that's why, perhaps why we're scared of dogs as a, as, as a nation, generally speaking now. Um, but also, um, could be the origin, it is the origin, in fact, for why they actually get the reward of an availor of carcass um, as the the mitzvah has it. The Vilna points out the Baal is numerically equivalent to Kelev And once again, you see the DNA of the letters of the words is telling you something much deeper. And suddenly you get a stick to beat that idea out of things because when the B'nai Yisrael were freed, the Egyptians were struck by a mutter, by a stick held by Moshe, then we've got a fire. The fire is a Yetzahora, a Yetzahora, an ash that burns inside of us. Now that's going back to the pagan deities, those, those, those the, the idol worship that the Jewish people did, and actually learnt, sorry, led to the destruction of the hamikdash, of the temple, once people were led astray once again. Water doused that. Water put all of that out. The uh when the Anshekades Akudola got rid of the Yetzirah from the um of, of Avodah Zarah, and it's described in the Gemara as taking the form of a of a fiery lion running out of the of the the Beis And then along comes the ox to drink the water because the descendants of Aesov, who are the, well, Asov is the, is the Vildagorn says, numerically equivalent to Shur, the ox, comes along and destroys the second base Hamigdosh. also the name of his, of the, of the Malach, samoil who is his, his um, ministering angel. As you can see, there is a real, real, real deep thing coming along over here. Then we have the Shoichit who comes along and shechts the ox. Moshe ben Yosef will eventually beat Edim. Who knows if that has already happened? We don't understand how the Yamos HaMashiach work. We hope, as we sit in this gollas in this in this situation that we are today, that that will be the case. The Malach comes along because the, the Moshe ben Yosef is meant to die. Whatever that means, we don't know for sure. But after all, once again, as we said in previous Godcasts. Hashem comes along and that death will be banished forever because Hashem will once again show that he is ruling the world, that he is in charge. And once again, we see the message of Pesach right at the end, at the pinnacle, at the climax. Hashem is in charge.